This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 98 with Holly Joy Rigsby. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 98. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Holly Rigsby is a lifestyle design coach for moms and the owner of hollyjoyrigsby.com. Over the past 11 years, Holly has coached over 29,500 women to become the best version of themselves through her programs and products. Holly has co-authored three best-selling books and contributed to popular media outlets like Women's Health, USA Today, and Shape Magazine. And she is the creator of Fit Yummy Mummy, the top-selling fat loss program for busy moms. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Holly is someone I've long admired. And when I first sat down to put together a list of who I wanted to interview for this podcast, it was over a year ago now, I just started brainstorming a list and people who would come to mind from different areas, people who I'd connected with, some of them I'd never met. I made a list of a bunch of people, anyone from like one of my good friends who lives down the street, who's a great mom to a super famous influential person like Sheryl Sandberg. So this was a big list. The number one name on the list was Holly Rigsby. And it was funny. I didn't remember that before we went to do this interview. And when we finished the interview, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go find my list and cross her off. And I went and I noticed that she was the first person on my list. But that is because Holly is someone who was an inspiration to me when I was getting started with my online fitness business a few years ago. And since then, she's continued to inspire me as I've watched her community grow, as I've watched her go through transitions as she had her second baby, as she got in the best shape of her life at age 40, as she's now going to transition into a new career path and moving her community of amazing women and moms in a little bit of a new direction to help them find more joy every day. So I was so delighted. Holly was kind of introduced to me a few years ago through a colleague, and we didn't ever formally meet, but we communicated at that time. But we were able to reconnect virtually again through my new coaching program that I'm doing with my coach, Carrie Wilkerson. So I've gotten to spend some time virtually with Holly recently, and we get to actually hang out in person in a few weeks, which is so exciting. So you can stay tuned for pictures of that on Instagram for sure, because we will document our love fest at that time, our little journey together, hanging out and masterminding with other businesswomen. I'm so, so excited for that. So when I sat down with Holly and wanted to talk to her, I wanted to hear about her new project that she's working on, her project over at hollyjoyrigsby.com. And just hear why she was taking these professional pivots and why she was changing things up a little bit. And she was so generous to come onto the show and talk about what she's doing, but also she went back 
a number of years and talked about different bold steps she's taken over time, how she has become a sought after leader, even though she never identified as a leader and was actually someone who really kind of steered clear of wanting to be put in that leadership role. She also talks about leaving her first husband and why that was an imperative step in starting to find true joy in all areas of her life. She shares how she built a powerful online community for women to walk side by side with one another, encouraging each other along the way to reach their goals. She talks about the traumatic loss of her sister to a drunk driver and how that inspired her to make bold professional changes in the last couple of years. And she talks about the pursuit and acknowledgement of everyday joy and why that is so crucial. So I'm so excited to have you join me in welcoming Holly to the show. I know you're going to learn a lot today. I feel like there's just so many little golden nuggets in this episode that will be helpful to you and maybe pivotal in your mindset and how you think about yourself taking risks and taking new steps and new directions in your own life. So you might want to take a few notes and please do get comfortable and sit down and join me in welcoming Holly Joy Rigsby. Holly Rigsby, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. Sarah Dean, thank you so much for having me here today. What a treat. I know this is so exciting. And I feel like you're someone that I have like online stalked for so (laughs) long. And we've connected and crossed paths in different ways over the years. And now we're both doing new and different things. And I'm so excited to be here to talk about all that. I am too. And this is a great way to reconnect officially. Yes. Yes. And so the listeners on my podcast have heard me say a couple times recently that I've recently started working with a new business coach and in a coaching group with Carrie Wilkerson. And so for those of you who've been following that, Holly is in that same group with me. So we get to see each other virtually every week now, which is really fun. It is so awesome. I love it. Yes, it's really, really cool. So Holly, tell us a little more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio right now. Oh my goodness. That's such a big... I know. It's a lot. (laughs) You can go as deep as you want or you can keep it simple. (laughs) So yeah. Well, how about this? I can start off by saying that I have officially been online for a decade. So just saying that... (laughs) It's crazy, right? Yes. Just saying that it's very humbling first and foremost, but it's pretty incredible when I can take these moments to just kind of look back and see the path that I've traveled and the relationships that I've built along the way, they're just breathtaking. And it's really something that when I initially came online, never dreamed of. I mean, all I would did, like it was 2007, I launched Fit Yummy Mummy, just a little PDF booklet about workouts that moms could do at home so they can get a better body after baby. Little did I know the impact that it would have and where it would lead and where we would be today because of that start online. Just incredible. Yes. Well, and it's taking those chances, which I'm sure when you started that felt really big and huge and overwhelming and scary, but it's like you just have to start so that you can at some point be at that place where you're like, wow, I've been doing this for a decade. And so taking those chances to just take those first steps out of your comfort zone, change your whole life. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. And it's funny because growing up, I was never like I shied away from anything that had the word leader in it because I did not see myself as a leader. I was a follower. I was fearful of having to talk in front of people. I just totally shied away from anything like that. And then to see myself transform into actually stepping up and doing something that was actually leadership role and actually having an impact. I mean, that was just like, I just fell in love. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy cool. That's so cool. Tell us a little bit about your personal life with your family. I know you have some really cute. And I suppose I should say cute and handsome because your older son probably doesn't want to be cute anymore. But tell us a little bit about your family. Well, the younger one might be like, I'm not cute. I'm handsome because he wants to be big like his older brother. (laughs) Well, let's see. I have two boys. This was a transitional year for both of them because my youngest went into kindergarten. My oldest went into high school. So I have a six-year-old and a 15-year-old. Alexander is my little guy. Tyler is my young, handsome man. And I'm married to Patrick who actually was very, played a a huge role in transforming my life in a handful of ways each and every day, just being like, wow, the life that we live and the support and encouragement that he's provided along the way has really had such a positive impact on me and the life of my boys and the life that we lead today. Oh, that's Um, so cool. And we both have online businesses, so we share a lot of family time together. And my husband and I have worked together with our businesses throughout the years. And I've really had to learn 
a lot about myself and about the dynamics of a marriage and a partnership and how to be able to communicate and find ways to work together and find solutions in a team like matter. (laughs) So do you both work from home now? Yes, we do. Yes. He's actually downstairs on a coaching call as we speak and I'm upstairs. So that allows us to have our own space, but we can meet in the middle. Very cool. So tell us a little bit, well, I'll lead into this with what I read. So you recently launched a brand new website, hollyjoyrigsby.com, which is a gorgeous site. And when I went to the site, I started reading through, and especially in preparing for the interview, I started reading through your bio on the site, on your about page. And I wanted to call the whole page Finding Joy. And your middle name is Joy, J-O-I, which I love. And throughout the whole story of your life that you shared on that page, it seemed like this constant, like taking another step toward finding something that would lead you to like the next level of happiness, which was such a cool story to read about. And people have heard me talk about my love of stories over and over on the podcast here. So thank you for sharing as much as you do. And I encourage everyone to go read Holly's story over there, but take us back to your early years of motherhood and tell us about the bold move that you made to leave your first husband to create a new life for you and your very young son. How old was Tyler at that time? Two. Two. (laughs) So yes, tell us about that time in your life. Well, thank you for that kind compliment. It was quite an adventure to actually be able to write my story Because I definitely am a storyteller, but I'm not good at making, like summarizing, I should say. Mm. That's one of my (laughs) weaknesses because I want to tell everything, you know? I have the same problem. Okay, right? (laughs) So let's see. I was married to Tyler's dad. We had actually got married in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had pursued a teaching degree. He was also a teacher, and he was looking to go into graduate school. And he got accepted to the Kennedy School of Government in Boston. So I was pregnant with Tyler at that time. And I remember that he had to do something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, He had a prior commitment, but I was eight months pregnant. I had to fly on a plane by myself out to Boston to scout out an apartment for ourselves. And I remember my mom and her boyfriend at the time had met me just for some added support. And I'll tell you, slim pickings based on the budget that we had. (laughs) The teacher budget? Yeah, right? I was like, dude, we can find an apartment for $1,500 a month. It's like barely 700 square feet. He was appalled. I'm like, based on our budget, I said, I've searched as much as I can to find something for us that's going to be ready for us to move into so you can start school. So I had that responsibility on my shoulders We ended up having to, we drove all the way from Louisville, Kentucky. We drove all the way out to Boston. Keep in mind that I'm eight months pregnant and his parents help us move. And I remember that we were like trying to save money. So we stopped at a rest stop overnight. So I had to sleep in the car. Oh, that sounds horrible. My ankle so pregnant. (laughs) It was miserable. And as I reflect back on that, I was like, you know, this just wasn't a good start to moving to a new city. It just didn't start off on the right foot at all. So after I had Tyler, my husband at the time was very, very involved in school. I didn't have any friends or family. I was there, you know, absolutely overjoyed to be a mom. Love, love, love my little Tyler, my little redhead. Brought joy to my each and every day. But outside of that, I was very isolated. I didn't have anything else. My husband was, at the time, was gone all day at school and very stressed, very intense program that he was doing. I ended up finding a position um, being a nanny because in Boston, you know what? It's very easy to find a nanny position out there. Those professors need the help. And I had the perk of having Tyler with me. He was three months old at the time. So I was able to take care of their three-month-old. So it's like social time for the babies and able for me to get out of the house and also kind of socialize with other adults. But as time went on, you know, I made that my own little adventure. I just, just the feeling of happiness started and stopped with Tyler. It just was not a life that I saw myself living. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of stress. I ended up seeing a therapist. I was criticized for seeking help, that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with him. And the stress got worse as he applied for law school there. He didn't make it. So he then applied for law school in Lexington. So then we moved again, moved to Lexington. I was able to carry on my nanny position there, luckily, but still it was at the breaking point. I begged him one last time, please come see a counselor with me. And he refused. And I remember I made an appointment 
I was encouraged by my therapist to, you know, why continue to subject yourself to this? You know, if you're not happy, you need to do something about it. So I ended up meeting with an attorney and I was going to just wait until he was done with law school and file for divorce. And I was told, why are you waiting? You've been waiting this entire time. That's, you know, you need to focus on you, take care of you. And that's the first time really anybody said that to me. And it really was just like, I kind of took this step back, like, oh, yeah, why am I worried about, he's not worried about me and my feelings. Right, why am right. I trying to revolve everything around him because he's going through my face because there was a bold move that I made to actually focus on me and that my health and happiness as well as, you know, what Tyler was watching, which I did not want him to grow up seeing, thinking that that's how a mom and a dad treat each other. Right, so right. that was when I filed for divorce. I left without telling him out of, without going into too much detail, I did not feel safe telling him to his face that we were done. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I spent the night at a place where I knew he wouldn't find me and informed him over the phone that we were not coming home. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. That's a bold move. Yes. <laughs> but I also think that that speaks to the things, I mean, you say that like you didn't grow up seeing yourself as a leader. That speaks to like what you do as a mom, that you take on this persona of like strength and leadership and capability because you have to protect your child and you do things that you would never imagine yourself doing. And you just do it probably, not that you didn't think it through, but you do it without thinking like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do it or not. You just do it because it has to be done. Oh, yes, yes. That primal instinct of, yes, protect and thinking of 
you know, future happiness and overall sense of stability and safety that just wasn't there. And I knew that was a foundational thing that needed to exist. That was something that I was not willing to compromise. So that was one of the biggest things that I did was actually in doing this without a stable career and having to be a mom taking care of a two-year-old, unsure of what the future held. I remember getting an apartment, one bedroom apartment, Tyler's little mattress was on the floor of my bedroom and we did what we could to get through. Wow. That's had to be an overwhelming time. Do you look back and think, I don't know how I did that, but at the time you just kept putting one foot in front of the other and it didn't seem super impressive, I would imagine. It was terrifying, but at the same time, there was something driving me to know that I was making the best decision. And that kept me, yes, moving forward. And at that time, because I found another nanny position yet again, blessed with yet another amazing family. She was a mom with the five kids under five with a set of twins. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I actually, that nanny position, she's a good friend today. I was actually with her during the day. You know, the parents are gone. They're not at home taking care of the children. We were like co-parenting together. So it was really neat. And our friendship really blossomed. And, you know, having her there with her voice and her words of support also made a difference during that time that was hard, was scary, was emotional. But knowing that I was doing the right thing really helped me to get through. And then around this time, this is when you started work in fitness and Patrick, is that correct? Yeah, that story's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, how do I best say this story? Because when I was going through my divorce, my ex was law school and decided to take me to court to reverse the visitation rules because he didn't want to be the weekend dad. So it was brought up at this time in court that I was having an affair with my trainer. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, having an affair, number one, no, with my trainer? I was like, we don't have a trainer. <laughs> so what happened was when we were living in Lexington, my ex thought it would be a great idea for us to join a gym together because that would be so beneficial for us. So at that time, you know, you join the gym, you get a free introductory session with a trainer and they show you around. So one day I went in there and the guy who took me around was Patrick. And like, we had like a couple connections from somewhere and, you know, it was nice, you know, talking to somebody, you know, somebody smiled at me. That was nice. Well, I didn't see him for, I don't know how many months because he had a couple different training facilities that he managed. And during that time is when I had filed for the separation and it was before I moved back to Louisville and I ran into him and he was like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, well, I'm divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Because this was one of the first guys that, you know, was nice to me that actually cared about what I had to say. So I was like, well, you want to go hang out? And it was like, he was thrilled that I actually suggested that. (laughs) That's so sweet. So then we went on a date and we hit it off and the rest is history. But that was funny that that was brought up that this was this whole scandalous thing that Holly was doing. (laughs) But he was actually the one who my whole fitness story goes back to the day that that guy took me back to the scary weight room. He's like, well, this is how you get your body in shape. And the, the room was like, it was like a gold's gym and the free weight room was way in the back. And you go, and to me, it was dimly lit. And there are the guys with the ripped up t-shirts and these big bulky muscles. And Patrick's trying to show me these moves. And I am embarrassed. And I am like, there is no way I am going to ever come back here again. Oh my gosh. That is so funny given where it all led to. Yes. Because that made me go, he doesn't, he's a man. What does he know about women getting in shape after having a body? So I took it upon myself to find out. (laughs) So then eventually, so you started working out, apparently lifting the scary dumbbells. And then did you pursue fitness fairly quickly after that? Yeah, so I ended up following the advice that he gave me to be in the beginning. And I did my own research. I'm like, yeah, I guess there is something to this strength training. So (laughs) I began to feel really good. And all of a sudden, like my body like changed, like I'm snapping, it changed like that. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. It happened so fast. My body feels tighter. I have more energy. And so I was like, there's got to be something to this. So Patrick and I were dating. He ended up with a business partner purchasing a personal training company in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, which is 45 minutes outside of Louisville. 
So when we started dating, I was driving back and forth and I decided that I loved fitness. So I started looking into getting a certification and decided that this is what I want to do. I'm like, I got to tell moms, got to tell them that the answer is not the inner outer thigh machine or the ab roll thing that it's in just, you know, challenging your body with some free weights or even just your own body weight. And from there, it just led to, Hey, let's move to Elizabethtown, Kentucky. You can start training here in the gym. And that's where it all blossomed. Oh, that's so cool. So I learned about your work. I'll give people a little bit of background. I had been running my own company, Sync Fitness here in Seattle, but I wanted to go online before I got pregnant and have an online business as well. So I started Fit Healthy Moms. And at the time I was working with a business coach named Craig and he told me about Holly and he's like, oh, you should look up Holly Rigsby. She has Fit Yummy Mummy. And I look it up and I was like, this woman owns the internet with moms and fitness. (laughs) And it was amazing to see what you had done. And it was also, I was like, how do you even start to make something that big? It was so cool to see what you had done though, because you were serving moms all over the world and they just adored you. And to this day, they still do. So you became a personal trainer. You started working online and you served moms all over the world for a long time now. So for the last 10 years, tell us about life inside of Fit Yummy Mummy and what was building that community like for you? Oh, wow. It's been one of the most fulfilling things I've done outside of my wonderful marriage and my boys. Basically, I took everything. Um, just a little backstory with that. I was loving what I was doing in the gym. Patrick was loving what he was doing. And we ended up, well, you know, you reach a ceiling. You can only give so much to yourself. There's only so many hours in the day. And even though we kind of looked into alternative solutions, you know, offering group weight management courses and then group fitness classes to try to leverage my time better. But the dilemma was that Tyler was being picked up at the gym in the morning, being taken to school and dropped off at the gym after school. So we knew that, well, this is great and it's a great way to make a living and we're changing people's lives. For us and the lifestyle that we're living, that was kind of like something we don't want to compromise. That's not right for Tyler. And plus for our family time. So around that time, Patrick and his business partner decided we could take the whole staff out to a Ryan Lee boot camp out in Connecticut because, you know, maybe we could pick up some cool tips and ways that we can improve things. And there is where I got to see Scott Colby talk on stage about conducting, I know, right? Conducting online summits. And I met Jason Hunter, Jim Labatee, Craig Valentine, like all these great, wonderful people who had taken their business, things that they love doing, and they took it online. So around that time, Patrick and his business partner were like, they were looking at taking their consulting business online. And Patrick had like this light bulb moment. He's like, you need to take your stuff online. Yeah. So, and the best way to get started with something new is to find someone who's already doing it that is successful and if possible, ask them questions and find out and model what they're doing that's working. And so we approached Craig Ballantyne and we're like, hey, we're wondering if you could, you know, if we could hire to consult or, you know, whatever we got to do to get Holly online. And in turn, Craig Ballantyne became one of our first business partners. And that is what led to the launch of Fit Yummy Mommy. So I basically took everything that I had been teaching my moms workout wise and nutrition class wise and put it into that PDF. And we launched it November 6th of 2007. And because I was not known by anybody online, having those connections because of the relationships that we had built at that initial boot camp really helped make that difference to get that out. But that's not all it takes. What I did is what I recognized is that it was to me. I was like, okay, so I've got this PDF at that time. It was just a downloadable PDF. I'm like, you know, the ladies who are buying this might have questions and they might need some encouragement and they might need some help. So I created a Google group way back then in 2007. It's not what it is today. It was not. (laughs) And we just did like the basic forum, like kind of thing for 21 days. And it was amazing. These ladies They loved being able to have, you know, be able to reach me and be in touch with me as well as building some friendships between each other. So at the end of 21 days, everybody's like really bummed. They're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do when this is over? And it was right before the holiday. So I was like, well, I'll extend this Google group. I said, you know what? The new year's coming. Let me look around and see what kind of online communities there are. And we'll move out of this Google group because it really was, it didn't have a lot of perks. So... I found a free membership platform and I invited them over 
And from there, I discovered the power of community, that it truly is what makes it all work. That especially for moms, they need to know that they're not alone, that life is meant to be, you walk side by side, you walk with encouragement, you walk encouraging others and knowing that this is a journey. And that's something that there's nothing that replaces that. You can't just skip it. And back then, a lot of online programs did not have that. So I really took pride in putting my all, pouring my all into making this community amazing. And honestly, it's been the heart of what I've done for the past decade. The relationships that we've built, and not just me with the moms I've worked with, but with each other. Like they create their own meetups. They talk to each other about when they're traveling or where they're going. So they've established their own friendships. So it's been Far more than what appeared to the outside world is just a fitness community. It went so much deeper than that. And that's such an exciting byproduct because I think it's easy to get caught up in like, how am I going to build a business and make it successful and all that? And then when you have these, and this even happens with people with weight loss. I talk about this a lot at my gym that like someone signs up and they're like, I just want to lose 10 pounds. But then on the outside of that goal and on the outside of building a business is that these other things happen that are so powerful and transformative and they weren't what you signed up for. Like on the other side of losing 10 pounds is in our facility, at least is like making connections with other people and making friendships and feeling so much better about your body and feeling strong in the gym. And for you, it was, you know, trying to build a business turned into building this community that was so life-giving for all of the people in it and for you. And so it's so fun to be able to see how much bigger and deeper something can become because we often just look at these like really tactical steps that we need to take and we don't see <laughs> the impact of all of that on a deeper level. No, yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to show that. And especially nowadays with things online, it's hard to know what to trust and what's out there without, you know, losing that sense of safety and support. Everybody wants to be able to have that, but you're unsure and skeptical of what's truly out there. And I think that that the community that's been built over the past decade speaks volumes because, I mean, it's a community of women that have integrity, that are truly there to lift each other up. Because I've seen, I've seen the ugliness, and especially today with Facebook, oh my God, don't even go there. <laughs> but over the past decade, I've been a part of different types of communities where it's kind of like a one-up everyone or a comparison, right. you know, tearing people down. Whereas we focus on what are we doing to help each other get better together? Right two things that you touched upon when you were talking about getting started. And I thought were really, really important points that I want to bring up because we have so many listeners who I think motherhood often brings us to a crossroads professionally for various reasons. And sometimes it's because like you said, you want to be able to build a family life and be more available to your family than your current career allows. Or it might be because you suddenly feel passion for different kinds of things than you did before you had children. But I love what you said about when you are starting something new to study the behavior and the success of others is so important. And then to model that. And that doesn't mean copy it or steal it, but it means modeling like what is working for other people and then making it very personal to you and putting your own twist on it, I think is so significant. But that's a great way to get started to see like, okay, they're taking these steps. Those are steps I can take. We don't always have to all reinvent the wheel, which is what often people feel like they need to do when they're starting something new. And then the other thing that you brought up was making connections as you go. And you never know the power of your connections (laughs) until you need them or until like your life has been profoundly impacted by them. And so you made that great example of going to Ryan Lee's event and making friends with, you know, a handful of people at that one event and how those relationships served you down the road. And I think that we have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone to do those kinds of things. And I certainly have learned that by going to events myself, where it can be a little uncomfortable and a little daunting. And especially when you see people who are maybe more successful than you have more experience than you, but those little exchanges socially and professionally, people are so excited to reconnect with you and help you and support you when you reconnect down the road. And I think that's a really, really important takeaway from what you just shared. That's excellent. I'm glad that you restated those. Yes, yes, yes. Do not reinvent the wheel. And it goes back to my days of teaching because I have a master's of arts in teaching. So it's great to see how that actually is something that I use today. But we, I remember going to Gein's and we would have to search for lesson plans that are already done, but that doesn't mean you copy exactly. You take that lesson plan and you put your own spin on it, that your personality, the way you teach. So this is like really no different. And that kind of takes the pressure off and being able to 
express yourself and be able to insert your story. That's what makes it unique and stand out and interesting. I mean, think about it. This is what draws you to others because they have such an interesting story to share. Right. What's your proudest achievement as chief mummy in Fit Yummy Mummy? And what was your community? Remind me the name of your community. It was Club FYM. So standing for Fit Yummy Mummy. Yes. I would say that is my proudest achievement because in the beginning, having Craig as a business partner, you know, wanting to model what he had done because it had been successful. There was no, Hey, you also need to have this online community with guidelines. So kind of forging my way and trying to feel out what does work. And that first platform that I found was actually Ning and ING and it was free and it worked and it was great. And I actually used it as a springboard for those who, because I didn't have a strong online presence in the beginning. So if there was someone who was skeptical, didn't really know who I was, I invited them right into the club. They could meet me. They could meet the other ladies that were there. But after a year, I was in excess of 3,000 members, the majority of which had not bought anything, yet were taking up all of my time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it was around that time I knew something had to change. And my husband, being the smart businessman that he is, was like, well, you need to transition over to a paid membership site. Yeah. And I yeah. was appalled. I was like, there is no way I can tell my friends that if you want to continue to hang out, you have to pay. But that was the business model. That was another big jump that I just closed my eyes, held my breath and just did it. And the results were once again, amazing because those who had been loyal followers understood and actually wanted that velvet rope because it allowed them to invest in the coaching to have me and not be the watered down version from everybody else who was pulling, pulling, pulling away from that direction. And it kind of set the standard that if something's important to you, then you're going to find a way to invest in it. Right. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Definitely. We're going to take a little pivot here. Professionally, you started to feel a bit of a pull away from Fit Yummy Mummy and not totally a way that you wanted to desert it or anything like that, but you just started to feel like maybe there was something different or more that you wanted to work toward. Tell us a little bit about that. How did it start and where has this all taken you? Well, I'll say that since 2009, I've been hosting like transformation challenges. And once again, an idea that Craig was like, hey, you got to do a challenge or a contest. It's a great way to get members really involved, engaged. It'll turn around some great testimonials. So I did it and it was a great hit. And at first it was just very workout focus based. But being the teacher that I am at heart, I began to design activities and lessons. So throughout the transformation challenge, they would have things that they had to do outside of just workouts that actually end up being, you know, how are you changing your lifestyle? Because this is more than just how you work out. And in turn, the results were just amazing, incredible, just the hundreds of stories that were born out of those challenges. Love, 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 love. The problem was that when a challenge ended, so did the mom's efforts. And I was like, (laughs) 
no, <laughs> like you worked so hard for the past 90 days, don't stop. But, you know, without having that accountability and the structure and the deadline, they did. They just let it go by the wayside. Right. So I've been doing transformation challenges throughout the past, what, seven years? Yeah. Well, since 2009. Okay. And okay. right around, let's see, Alexander, I would put this hand in hand with me doing a 40th birthday photo shoot. Alexander would have been one. So I would have been able to, after the launch of Fit Yummy Mummy, go through a fit and healthy pregnancy working out and then show moms real time, look, I'm following my own workouts. You know, it was like three or four years after Tyler that I actually found strength training. But this time around, I have this program. I've been coaching moms. Now let me show you real time that I can have a baby and bounce back. So for me, I set the deadline to do the photo shoot. And I go into some of the details on my about page, but basically I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to show these moms what's possible and I can get some new pictures and create a new website. And after my photo shoot, I felt amazing. I felt like a model. It was just wonderful, all this great stuff. And then when I showed the pictures to my community, their comments were less than stellar. And it was a huge blow to my self-esteem. I was like, what? They did not like my photos because I was now unrelatable. But I just could not disconnect from the fact that their vision boards had pictures of women that were leaner than me. Right. These are women that they're like, I want to look like her, but Holly, you can't. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, what the heck is happening? So, you know, I had took this and right after that, I actually broke my foot. So it was like life was saying, Holly slow the crap down and get your head about you because this is not the direction you need to go. And it forced me because right after that, because I was just so to diet down for a photo shoot is not at all fun. And I don't like anything restrictive and that I forced myself to do it. I remember Alexandra's first birthday, everybody's having cake except me. So I missed out on some, you know, like I'm out, like it's cake. (laughs) Your child only turns one once. Right. So it was like I got this big slap, my foot's broke, I can't work out. I had to let go of the fact that I need to stop, slow down, and figure out that what the heck's happening. So around that time, I had to embrace that it's okay to not be so super lean, and maybe you need to take a new perspective on all of this and what this means. And maybe the end-all be-all is not, look at my six-pack abs. Life is more than that. Life is more than counting macros and weighing your food and being obsessed over when you're going to be moving again. It was just such a wake-up call. And it really forced me at that point to conduct my transformation challenges differently, to not be so focused on, hey, you can lose 30 pounds in 90 days. I instead took out terms of weight loss and numbers and instead like more of like you can achieve more energy, you can experience, get more out of your day, be more productive. So things that are actually, that could be sustainable, that have more of a positive impact on your overall quality of life versus this end all be all goal because of like a weight loss goal. Because what I found was like a lot of women are putting up, they're like the, I'll be happy when I weigh this. I'll be happy this. I'll be happy when I wear a size two. When does it really matter? Does your happiness level really matter if it's a size two or a size eight? What does happiness mean? And it's just kind of like these moms were just not, they're missing out on stinking life because they're putting off being happy, feeling happy, feeling this joy until this unrealistic goal is met that they know that they're not going to stick to and reach. And so it becomes a self-sabotaging cycle. So around that time, I changed up the way I taught my my transformation challenges and help them to focus on more on lifestyle changes and getting them to make this shift away from, because I remember the first challenge I did after this was ditch the scale for the next six weeks. We are not going to step on the scale, get rid of the scale, throw it out, hide it, whatever. And it was one of the most courageous things these ladies did. And it helped them to also realize how dependent they were on weighing themselves multiple times a day and how much they allowed that, habit to completely destroy them or their motivation, their emotional state from just a stinking number on a scale. Right. With that shift at that point, is that where you started to feel a little bit of pull in the direction you're now moving with the launch of your new website? Yeah, I would say I knew 
because around this time too, well, in the past two years, well, three years ago, I lost my sister to a drunk driver. And not to downplay that, but I just, I'm just kind of trying to skim over this so I don't like lose it. But also around that time, my husband and I had been involved in another company and my husband had reached the point of he wasn't happy anymore. I was not happy at all for quite a while in this other business because there were other people trying to tell me what to do without understanding who I was, not understanding what my business was. So just a lot of things forced upon me. And so I felt like I was in a daze for a while. And then my husband was like, okay, well, we're going to buy ourselves out of this business and we're going to launch and we're going to go out on our own. I think I was still in a state of grief around that time. So I just trusted that he's going to guide us and we're going to be okay. When I finally got my head back around, back upon me, trying to get myself back into the groove, the combination of probably all of that really helped me to be like, you know what? Life is short. Nothing is guaranteed. Let's stop being distracted by these things that just don't deserve our time and energy and start focusing on what does. And that's when I decided that, you know, if I'm saying you got to do the things that add happiness and joy to your life, I need to also kind of reevaluate what am I creating and producing that's not creating happiness and joy. <laughs> One of the things that I was doing was each and every month as part of my community club FYM, I was creating a brand new workout, actually two workouts. And, and they were like major video productions because you would post parts of them online. And it was like, that's a big to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because Paul would come over my videographer and we would spend three to four hours filming everything from, you know, the learn it videos to the full do it videos. And they were exhausting, but it was just the planning, having to plan something and thinking, okay, so I got to make sure I don't repeat something that I did just in the past three months because I don't want people complaining. Well, what is this? We just, you know, just all these different factors. And it is something that I dreaded. And poor Paul, my videographer, I was just like, please don't talk to me until act three from the film, the first do it. So I can at least get some good feeling hormones circulating through my body. <laughs> <laughs> he would just be quiet because Holly's in a bad mood because she has to do this. Okay. And I'm like, why okay. am I forcing myself to do this? And the irony like, of like building, you're like, you're supposedly like living your passion in this business that you chose to build this way. And you yes. are now a slave <laughs> to the business that you were inspired to build. Exactly. And I had calculated, I had filmed about up to that point, a good 180, maybe 190 workouts of the month. Oh my gosh. Enough. So I had said, I had stated to the community, Hey, we're going to be making a shift. I'm going to retire these. And I said, I set a date. I was like, you know, I'll probably retire these in October of 2017. So right around this past fall, I had a team meeting with two girls that are on my team and we began to map out what 2017 looked like for me business wise. And I was like, okay, this whole workout of the month until October 2017 doesn't fit. And I made the decision to announce that December would be the very last workout of the month I filmed. I said, I'm going to retire myself out of this. And I explained it as this no longer brings me joy. And I need to, like you just said, I need to model. I can't tell you guys to go out and make choices and make your life align with the things that bring you joy and happiness if I'm not doing it as well. Right, and I right. explained to them in great detail about why this was. There were, once again, mixed reviews. Some very angry ladies were like, I can't believe you're not going to film any more workouts ever again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, no, they're like, I thought fitness is a part of living a healthy lifestyle. How can you never film a workout again? And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm like, I'm done with the official production of workouts. Trust me, if you have plenty to choose from. Right. <laughs> Do all 190 of my videos and then complain to me that I haven't given you enough. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness gracious. So once again, it was one of those big, bold moves that it was like, why am I waiting to do this, just decide and make it happen and you'll figure it out along the way. So tell us about what you're building now and what are your goals and biggest desires with your new adventure? I'm just so excited. So, (laughs) and it feels good. I have to tell, because Sarah and I talked right before we started the interviews that it feels good to be excited again. I feel that what I had done had run its course and I was excited to make the shift and be able to take my brand and highlight what I'm truly passionate about and what I've been doing all along. It just has never been titled what I'm titling it. So I'm claiming the category of lifestyle design for moms. And 
It's going to start within my community, which it's not going to be called Club FYM anymore because that's not what it is. So it's called Everyday Joy Community. Oh, I love that. Yay. Thank you. So it will be the heart of our community will be around the six disciplines that I believe and have found and practiced that if moms were to make one slight shift in each of these six areas, they will significantly improve the quality of their life and their overall happiness. Oh, I love that. Do you want to share the six disciplines or is that something you save for people who are in the community? It is top secret. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to share it. Yeah, Yeah, the the six categories are movement, mindset, nourish, TLC, because moms and the word self-care don't always align, (laughs) relationships, and play. Got to add play. That's so cool. So So now that your club FYM community now will be the Everyday Joy community, and so you're not starting a brand new community. You're just shifting the one that you have. Yes, I have. At the time that we're recording this, the existing community is the doors have closed for us to be able to design and restructure in order to house the disciplines and the way that it'll be set up because it'll be set up because Sarah, you're familiar with, I'm sure many of the online courses that are out there that use teachable and learn dash. So it's structured in a way that actually provides some accountability and moms will be able to track and be able to revisit the lessons that they know that they can follow that will help to make these improvements. So it is the existing community is there. We're just giving it a facelift, I guess. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So exciting. So why is this, and you've referenced this a little bit already, but why is this new direction so important to you? And what keeps you inspired as you continue to step out of your comfort zone? That I've taken it back to, it's really interesting how things in retrospect, you see that connection and that energy and that magic that's kind of woven throughout. And especially because I can say this too, because we're in our forties. I honestly think that forties is the magical decade. And if you're paying attention you will wow yourself and yeah. you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, but you got to be paying attention. You just can't be. <laughs> yes, you do. I agree. <laughs> you just can't be, what was me and trying to sur- survive each day. You, you got to wake up right. and we can help you. Sarah and I can help you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the fact that I go back to the quote, every day may not be good, but there is something good in every day. Yes. And yes. I think that's important to live that right. and Force it even if you don't feel it because it's like the fake it till you make it. So smile, just bring some type of light into your day. And it truly, if you do that every day, it is so transformative. And it's such a small thing that you can do, but it has such a powerful impact. And you know what? Well, I'm careful about using the word deserve because everybody deserves a fit and healthy body, but you have to actually work and earn it. We all deserve to live a happy, joy-filled life, but we have to work and earn it. It's not going to be handed to us. Right, right. And with the loss of my sister, I just keep going back to that as far as it was a tragedy, but also trying to find how to keep her memory alive was that she was one of the people in my life that always made an effort to find something wonderful and positive, that spark that spark of the day, the good in others, the good in the day, and kind of honoring her in this way. And then in turn, knowing what an impact it has on my kids, especially a six-year-old and a 15-year-old, that sometimes they need to be reminded that, you know what, let's smile, let's do something that's going to be fun, that's going to let us laugh, that's going to make us, you know, appreciate what we have right here and now. Yes. Yes. Vinny learned the word worst recently, and he multiple times in the last week has referenced like, this is the worst day and I'm the worst at putting on my shoes. And I I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. (laughs) We are not using the word worst in our house because even on the worst day, something good happened and you are not the worst at putting on your, and it's just funny the things that kids pick up in the school environment, which I'm sure he learned this at preschool, but they really casually and without, you know, subconsciously bring into their vernacular and into their habits and mindset. And you have to be so aware of that. So I love that you're aware of, you know, if you were to stay doing something that was no longer bringing you joy, your kids would see that. And so it's important that they're seeing you building something new that is fulfilling to you. And that's an important part of what you model to your boys in addition to what you're doing for your community. 
Absolutely. Cause you can't talk the talk without walking the walk, you know? That goes back to character and, and integrity. You, know? right. you just can't say it and not live it. And I don't want to be the mom who is do what I say, not as I do. I want to actually model and live what I want my boys to pick up as, you know, values and live their life accordingly. Right. So tell us in what ways are you a shameless mom? <laughs> I love the position. I love how you framed all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I take this as, you know, those bold moves throughout my life, those bold moves where I took a chance with zero guarantee of what was on the other side, filled with lots of uncertainty, but led by that feeling of I'm doing the right thing deep down. I know that, I mean, it goes back to, you know, leaving my teaching position and, you know, filing for divorce and jumping onto an online career, not knowing where the heck it would lead. And here I am 10 years later and seeing that this is one of the things that actually fuels my passion for what I do each and every day. Retiring the work out of the month, <laughs> knowing that I would get I would get that that lash back, right? right? So that I could be able to shift my brand and really focus on what truly does bring me joy. And I think that that just trickles into everything that you do. It really just has this positive ripple throughout your life. Right. right. Yes, yes. Totally. So we have just a minute left and I would love to do a quick lightning round with you. But before we do, which is so fun, but before we do that, tell us where we can find you so people can get in touch. And then I mean, you'll be reopening the doors then to Everyday Joy in the near future. Yes. Everyday Joy community should be opening up the beginning of February. Okay. Absolutely. My website is Holly Joy Rigsby and Joy is with an I. And I'm also on Facebook. So very simple, a website or Facebook. <laughs> yes. So we will link to all of that in the show notes for this episode. You can go over to shamelessmom.com and grab the show notes and find those links. And then if you're following that Facebook page or keeping an eye on the website, information on how to become part of the community will be available as soon as Holly gets set up there. And then let's go ahead and jump into our lightning round here. Sweet. So tell us, red wine or white wine? Red Nice. I'm a red preferer myself, although I can settle for white if I have to. Uh, <laughs> tell us the current book that you're reading or the last one you read. Tools of Titans. Oh, I got that for Christmas. And I love how it's all like, I haven't, I've only read a tiny bit, but I love how it's little like bite-sized pieces because it is like as big as a Bible. <laughs> It is huge. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. To, it's, I'm actually going to be making that part of my morning routine as soon as I get through my current book to read like one section every morning. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Uh, favorite non-work related thing to do with time to yourself? Ooh. <laughs> Catch up on episodes of The Walking Dead. Oh. What's one morning ritual you can't live without? Ooh. I would say sun salutations. Nice. And who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, my husband. Oh, I love that. <laughs> if you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? Clarity. <laughs> yes, I love that. Clarity in everything from how cleaning the house to making a career move. <laughs> yes, it does wonders. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Holly, thank you so much for spending time with us today in the Shameless Mom Academy. And please come back and join us as you have new projects come to life and you have more to share with us. I would love to, Sarah. And thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your special podcast. I feel so honored. Oh my gosh. It's my honor to have you here. After all these years of like little <laughs> connections here and there, this is really exciting for me. Thank you so much for spending time with us today at the Shameless Mom Academy. Remember, if you want any links from this show, you can find everything over at shamelessmom.com. Click on episode 98. All links mentioned in the episode will be over there. And additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, do know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with new episodes. So please go to iTunes. You can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will drop you into iTunes where you can click on the little subscribe button, which means you get all of our new episodes as soon as they are released every Monday and Wednesday. Day. While you're there, if you'd like to leave a review, that would be so appreciated. There's a little review on that same page at shamelessmom.com forward slash review where you can write a review. Let me know what you loved about the show. I do read all the reviews and I love the feedback and it's really helpful to me in knowing what you all love and want more of. So I thank you in advance for doing that for me as a little quick little favor. And then lastly, I just want to say that if you want to connect in any other way, you can connect with me over on Facebook and on Instagram for social media 
excitement, fun, a little bit of a dive deeper into some of the things that go on behind the scenes, anything from drinking wine to four-year-old drama to other fun, exciting things that I'm doing. And sometimes not so fun and not so exciting, but just maybe hilarious. So let's hang out outside of the show a little bit. So you can hang out with me on Instagram and on Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. I post a little more frequently on Instagram these days, but you can find me there posting tidbits from my life, things that inspire me, things that make me laugh, things that make me a little bit crazy, you know, like my four-year-old son. So I would love to hang out with you there and be able to connect with you on a more personal level in that way. So please do head over to Instagram or Facebook and find us there at the Shameless Mom Academy. And then most importantly, remember no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.